hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? I thought that might be you. And if so, we have created our best ever yet resource for you. Totally free. This is a masterclass. I've called it my masterclass because I have put everything into this, right? This masterclass is designed for you if you have HA or have had HA and are dealing with suboptimal cycles and you're serious about restoring those babies to full optimization and you want to create the ideal foundation for a pregnancy. This is going to be for you. So in this masterclass, I'm going to provide you a lot of things, including a lot of case studies, mine, Ashley's and Mishi's, as well as lots of our past clients and what their challenges were and what they had to do to overcome it. And we cover a really wide variety of types of cases of HA. So everything from primary amenorrhea and missing periods for years and years to short-term amenorrhea and what we did to handle that situation as well and how long it took these people to go from HA to pregnant with this system and how long it took them to go from HA to ovulating, of course, with this system. So lots of information, lots of case studies, lots of stats. We go through why this is not a weight gain plan and how we actually divide you into phases, the three phases of HA and determine what your starting point is so that you have a good idea of where you need to start with your actual changes and lifestyle and nutrition changes. We even cover questions like HA and people with a normal BMI and recovery for people who have had HA for too long. There's so much in this 60-minute masterclass. Y'all, I'm impressed. And at the end, I'll also be running you through how to get a free HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis through us, which is a part of our process for recovery and preconception clients that we're happily going to give you for free 99 as a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass. Hey, and welcome to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea Podcast, an adulting advice podcast production. I'm Danny Sheriff, and this is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. Let's dive in. Quick disclaimer, guys, I am not a doctor and this content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical hey advice. Guys, Always I originally recorded this episode on my other podcast that I have with my best friend, Hannah, Adulting Advice. This episode, though, it went down some rabbit holes that I felt were so important and relevant for the audience of the HA podcast. So I wanted to re- purpose this episode with artist Rachel Major because we we talk about body image diet culture and creative endeavors and all of those things are just so important for us as we go through HA so I hope that you enjoy this episode let us know what you think and if you enjoy or want more of these types of conversations you can check those out at adulting advice podcast but otherwise I will always make sure that if I feel like an episode over there is relevant for you here 
because over there we talk more about entrepreneurship and, and business and that kind of thing. I'll always repost it over here. And just a little bit more housekeeping before we get into it. Okay, the HA Society opened 15. Today's the 18th, 15, 16, 17, 18. Yeah, like what, four days ago? I can't math. The HA Society opened on the new moon. It opens every new moon of every month if there is one. It's a membership for all women with HA. It's not a program. It's not a course. It's an opportunity for you to connect with other women on weekly community calls. We also have events with practitioners, mindfulness, yoga professionals, all to help you work specifically through HA. But it's not just like about HA, it's really about getting your life back and getting on track. So we talk about all kinds of things in that group. And it's just been so amazing to watch these women grow in the community. I am obsessed with it. So we only open for one week out of every month. That way we can focus on being inside of the community and just doing what we got to do to get our periods on track. So if you're not already in it, go to the hasociety.com and it's only going to be open for a few more days. So if you go and it's not open yet, just put your name on the wait list and I'll let you know when it's reopened for enrollment. Okay, guys, on to the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Adulting Advice Podcast. It's just me, Danny, no Hannah today, but I am joined by Rachel. Now, is it major or mayor? Major. Major. Rachel Major, I'm so excited to have her here because I just like, I found her on Instagram and I was like, oh my God, we're super similar in so many ways, at least as it shows on Instagram. But I'm about to discover every, like the nuances and what's really different about you. And I'm really excited because I think we're going to have a very interesting conversation. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really excited to be here as well. Awesome. Well, Rachel, would you like share with us? So her and I, for those of you who should follow my artwork, you know my subject matter. And Rachel's basically really similar, but I would love to hear how you describe like what you draw and how you draw it and all that good stuff. Absolutely. So my art is really focused on empowering the viewer um I think we're we're very similar in that in that way we both focus on um, mental health as well as body positivity as topics through that we're kind of communicating to our viewers through the art pieces um so I like to talk about body acceptance I like to talk about mental health I like to talk about those big nasty emotions um and and how to deal with them and and create beautiful art pieces that speak to those topics yeah and I I don't even remember how I found your work but I was like scrolling back through and we had literally drawn some of the same people that had inspired us not just that but based off the exact same photo and I guess what that sent to me said to me was like oh her brain is like working in the same way as mine is is which like how do I okay I want to draw this person like which picture of them would make the the best image which is like the clearest photo that I can like see more, <laughs> the most detail in that I can draw all that kind of thing so I thought that was really cool absolutely and I think it's really neat 
to see in this space us artists coming together and supporting each other and supporting you know like the comment is um oh i drew something similar like to that last week like this is so great we're our brains work the same and not you know oh i drew that now you're drawing it and who's drawing is better and and <laughs> oh and now i'm gonna feel insecure about myself because i think she did a better job it's it's just kind of a nice way to see how we can both take the same photo the same inspiration but then put our own style and twist to it yeah. and, and there's room here for i think all of us as artists oh my God. to there lift each so other up many. and support each other and i mean i'd be honored to have my art hanging on a wall next to yours so oh <laughs> but that it's true there's so much room and i in a different, um, a different universe outside of the art realm, I actually do come up a lot against people who don't want you to exist because if you exist and if you are, I don't know, I guess successful or something, you're, that's taking away from them, which is just madness because if you were the only person that was posting what you're posting, it would be so much harder for you to, I don't know, just grow. Like for some reason, and I can't really explain it, but for some reason, the more people that do this, the more like your own stuff gets reached. Absolutely. Or like it becomes an actual interest of people. So yeah, they might see one artwork of yours and be like, oh, like that's really nice. I like it. And they might become a fan, but there's also gonna be a lot more people who need to see that kind of thing a lot before they can realize, oh, this is something I like and I like her and I like her. Like you don't find a movie that you like and then never watch another movie again. You find a movie that you like, <laughs> exactly. that you like, and love you're like, that. I love movies and I want to watch more movies. And that's, that's a good movie. And that's a good movie. And I have all these good movies. It just, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, I, I couldn't agree more. And it would become like completely overwhelming to be the only person creating that type of content. And, you know, we, we built such a beautiful community, I think with our artwork and with our, our Instagrams. And then those communities feed off of each other and they find each other. And then it just kind of creates a bigger community. And that's a really beautiful thing. I know. I talk about this with Hannah, my co-host a lot, where it's like an ecosystem. Mm. And you, you start, you put this, like your stuff's like a little bit of bacteria and then it grows and you meet another bacteria and then it grows and you all grow together to create an ecosystem. Yes, absolutely. I love that. <laughs> I love that analogy. <laughs> so talking about our communities and stuff, tell me a little bit about like why you started and what impact it's had. Like what was life before you were, um, drawing or before you were posting drawings and yeah. now yeah it's kind of it's been an interesting journey um so to take to answer that question i have to kind of go back and i was i was always interested in art in high school i took art classes um as well as digital art so i started to get really into like editing art and, and that type of thing went off to university and it was sort of like okay art's not going to be my career path i'm going to go be a lawyer. I studied my undergrad in psychology and I really fell out of touch with the, with my artistic side for many, many years. And then believe it or not, I got vertigo 
And my mom bought me an adult coloring book because I couldn't be on any screens. I couldn't read text. I couldn't read. I couldn't watch TV. So, but I could sit there, get myself in a position that was comfortable. I could sit there and color. And so that kind of led, she got me this Mandela coloring book and that led to me kind of saying, all right, I can, I can draw these, like they're circles with fun patterns. I can do this. And from there grew into buying the protractors and giant 21 inch sheets of paper and creating these like monster Mandela drawings. Um, and I loved it. Like it was absolutely therapeutic for me. I was going through, you know, with vertigo, some tough times with my health. And, and so it allowed me to just kind of be, be in the moment and be Zen and be mindful. So I really enjoyed that. And then from there, you know, my interest in art just kind of started flourishing more and more. And I wanted to learn how to do more than just mandalas. So I started learning, teaching myself how to draw flowers and doing more floral work. And then I bought my iPod. And for me, it was like just this opportunity to really play and explore with things that I would have maybe not done with paper and pen out of fear of like making a mistake. Um, so it took away that, that need to be a bit of a perfectionist in my artwork and allowed me to really just start exploring and, and playing more. Um, and that was, by then I'd already been posting some art on Instagram, but really at, at that point I had had maybe 500 followers. They were all friends mm -hmm. and family. It wasn't, mm -hmm. it, yeah. it was, it wasn't, it was just like the same as posting my dinner. Like it really, to me, it wasn't like I was kind of showing myself in any type of a vulnerable way by drawing pictures of circles. Um, so then from there, I, I kind of started saying, okay, where, where do I want this to go? What do I want to draw? What is going to be, be my thing? What am I passionate about? What kind of passion can I tap into? So for a while I was drawing dogs cause I'm an absolute crazy dog lady. <laughs> scroll down far enough into my Instagram. You'll see, you'll see the dogs. They're there. Um, so, but I was doing dogs and flowers and mandalas. I was getting commission work. I was like, okay, this, this is fun. And then, I mean, I'll give credit where credit's due. Um, the Birds Papaya did a post of herself and she had written all these words all over the bo her body. And it was sort of this, you know, learn to see yourself as more, more than your body. And I'm like, I'm going to draw that. I like, I like that message. I'm going to draw that. I love her. Um, I personally have always struggled with body confidence, with feeling good enough in my body, with feeling um, attractive, accepted, all of those things that we all seek as human on like a very human nature and want, want to have in our lives. Um, and, and then I, I, I sort of was like, okay, maybe this is, this is the passion I can tap into. This is where I can get really excited about the content that I'm creating. Cause yeah, dogs are fun, but I want to make a difference in people's lives. I wanted to create art that that spoke to people that helped them that improved their life in in some way um, my undergraduate degree i think i mentioned is in psychology so mental health understanding people has always been something that is um, very important to me and i've done a lot of therapy and, and work on self-esteem and body acceptance and body love and all of those things as well so it's been something that i've been working on my whole life so and I know for a fact it's something that women everywhere struggle with. 
everywhere. I mean, the, the fitting room has to be most people's least favorite place <laughs> in the world. Um, and, you know, I started kind of thinking, doing the work and started thinking about the body messages that we see on a day-to-day -day basis, the body messages that come from our parents and our friends and our language that we maybe just don't pay attention to. I started reading books like um, Body Respect by Linda Bacon and understanding all the myths around health. And I just kind of had this awakening through drawing one photo, like this is it. This is, this is what I want to be doing. Um, so yeah, from there, I started drawing basically people that inspire me, people that I was seeing in the body positive community that were, you know, showing up and showing their bodies and saying, it's okay to be a woman and have a tummy and it's okay to be plus size and love your body. And it's okay to be, you know, a size 24 and I'm still healthy. I can still, you know, probably work out better than other people very thin people can. So I like having all these epiphanies and, and just putting them into, into my art. Um, and yeah, so that's really, I mean, like I said, it's a bit of a long winded answer, but that's kind of been the journey. Um, and it's, it's absolutely changed my life because I've built a community around me of people who are, you know, body, I, I, careful with the terminology around body positivity mm -hmm. versus body neutral versus body acceptance. But you do draw all of those, all of that spectrum. Yeah, I do try to make sure that my work is diverse and I'm lifting up the other voices in this community as well. So um, yeah, it's kind of grown, grown from there. And, and as I, you know, follow new inspiring people, I'm constantly learning more and just keeping an open mind as I, as I grow and with this community and, and as I build part of this community as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of wild too, to be at the be you're sort of at the beginning of something that is only going to continue to grow. Um, which is so cool. You're like, oh, I found something on the internet that like isn't old news right now. And it's crazy because I can't believe this isn't old news. You know what? It's, I agree a hundred percent, but it's crazy. I was, I was actually talking with a friend last night about, you know, looking back on some of the older movies, some of the older messaging and some of the work Dove's been doing for how long and some of those things. And I'm like, wait a minute, this, the, these ideas have been out here on our periphery sort of whispering at us for so long. But I feel like now as a society, we're finally coming together and, and embracing this messaging and encouraging other people to embrace this messaging. And, I mean, I think it's, it's a really beautiful, beautiful thing. It's starting, we're awakening a new movement in a way, but it's, it's always been there. It just hasn't been loud enough. Yeah. Hasn't been loud enough is a really good way to put it. And, and like we were saying at the beginning of the, the show, like that's because you need more than one voice. You need enough people to come together to lift those other people's voices loud enough and like create a soapbox for everyone one person yeah. can't do it by themselves totally okay and I loved how you were talking about how you were having a, like these epiphanies as you were creating and creating and 
the great thing is that you're having these epiphanies and you're creating and then you're posting and it's helping these other people have these epiphanies. People come across this stuff for like the first time. And tell me about like some of the feedback that you've gotten from people that you maybe even didn't expect. Yeah. Um, I've had people reach out to me and literally tell me that I'm helping them through their recovery from an eating disorder, um, that my art has, you know, really lifted them, inspired them. Um, you know, I've met up with people who, you know, in my community and like, Oh, I know you, you're, Oh my God. And it's like a little fangirl Uh. moment. (laughs) I have a little like, Oh wow. This is crazy moment. Like, I'm like going six shades of red and loving every second of it, but it's it's weird. Um, But yeah, so it's, it's been, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's pretty wild, huh? It is wild. Yeah. It can be be wild. So there's a lot of people that are listening that have something that they would love to do. Like they would love to, put a creative endeavor out there. Like maybe they want to draw or post their photographs or just start a new business or start a podcast or something like that, that all requires some kind of like creative vulnerability and a little bit of just vulnerability as like a peek into your mind and what you've been through. But like courage and I know imposter syndrome, like feeling like who am I to be? the person that creates this stuff and puts it out there and gets like, I don't know, the credit or something. Would you, what, what do you say that? Like, have you been through any of those thoughts and like looking back, having now done it all in hindsight, like what was your experience? I definitely have all of those thoughts. Um, Mm -hmm. Imposter syndrome is real. I have a whole graveyard of finished artwork that I've never posted um nice you have a little backlog you can lean on yeah you know maybe one day I'll I'll pull from those um and a few things that have helped me I don't know get over it is a to admit my fear and insecurities so there's been some posts where I straight up say I'm terrified to hit post on this right now but here we go um there's you know, so just admitting, admitting that fear, there's been times where I've felt I wasn't um, educated enough or expert enough to speak on a topic that I really wanted to speak on. So in those instances, I've reached out to collaborate with somebody who is more knowledgeable. Um, So, you know, if I really want to do a piece on nutrition, I'll talk to a nutritionist about the piece. If I really want to do a piece on mental health, maybe I'll run it past a, you know, somebody who's in the mental health profession and just double check just to give myself that little added bit of security. Um, But I think at the end of the day, don't let fear stop you from trying and be, know that mistakes are part of learning. So even if you put it out there and you get horrible feedback on it, then okay, take that feedback constructively, learn and try again. If you get great feedback, then awesome. You can take that feedback and try again. Or at the end of the day, you can decide that this artwork is really for you. It's your process, it's your expression, and you don't really care about the feedback. So then you are you really just do it for you. Um, expect your first one to be awful. <laughs> but post it anyway. But post it anyway. Yeah. Oh, mine is so bad. My first one is so bad. And I knew 
that it was. And I knew that the only way for it to get better somehow is to post it. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know why, but if I don't, it's not going to improve. Yes. And it all improved dramatically. I still, I don't know if you've gotten to the point now, but I'm at the point where I get the, you know, look at your post from one year ago today. And I'm like, uh, Um, I'm like literally um, a year and a few weeks. So yeah. Yes. And I did, I did repost. I was like, look at this. What I actually did was I drew it on, um, Photoshop. So oh. I, I didn't have, I didn't have like a pen. Yeah. I had a, I just had my mouse and I would like make That's the challenge. That was why. And you know what else I did guys, like even just not just to improve like how your stuff looks or sounds or whatever your quality is, but also just to figure out your process. I would find a, a photo or something like inspiring. I would draw it on paper by hand and then I would like scan it and redraw it digitally which makes no sense and one day I was doing that and I was like oh my god I could skip this whole hand drawing on the paper process and be like on my it, it just, right now. <laughs> you know and that one had like the brush strokes were all from, which isn't my style now, but we're all like the same um, width. But now I have like a pressure pen. So it show like a real pen, I guess. And I had like a gradient background. And instead of, um, I handwrite, like hand letter my stuff, but I was using fonts and I just had like no concept of um, just like positioning it all. And it would just like, there was just gaps and it was like wild. It was just wild. <laughs> but the, um, for some reason, like the impact or like the response to it, even though in my personal opinion, it was rubbish, was really, really positive. And it's like, for me, and I don't know about you, but for me, I feel that half of my um, impact hasn't really even been about like what it looks like it's just about what it means and says which is nice absolutely yeah I go back sometimes and look at you know my most my most liked posts my most commented on posts and and for the most part it's like somebody's torso with like something like a really good quote about no bad angles or just something very simple or about loving your body. And it's just like, like, in your opinion, not your best work, but it's always the most popular. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, I've done some really detailed, beautiful pieces and this, you like this girl's stomach. Okay, cool. Like, (laughs) absolutely. It's so much more about the message about what's being conveyed in that that art piece right it's not necessarily about being a talented artist and it's it's more I mean which we both are let's be real but it's more about um yeah the the content the thought behind it the the emotions that it evokes and yeah how people can connect with the piece in front of them and relate themselves to it relate to that experience Mm -hmm. 
And the other lesson that you can also take from not worrying so much about your work being like so perfect is that fact that the one that you think is not your best work is the one that just is going to resonate with everyone else. So when you start to notice that and the one that you like pour your heart and soul into, you start to realize, oh, the reason I pour my heart and soul into this one and I feel that way is because this one spoke directly to me. And this one was like so for me that it just wasn't for like the masses. <laughs> and then for some reason, when you, when you do one that feels a little more gen- general, a little more for the masses, it makes sense that it would be uh, a little more like viral or a little more mm-hmm. um, just popular amongst people. So you, when you know that and you understand that, you can really detach like good and bad success and failure and just put your shit out there and, and move on. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are afraid to take action because they're like, what if people don't like it? Or, or just like, it's not good enough yet. I always worry too, like, especially with taking, I don't want to say polarizing, but like taking such a stance on a topic with your art too. There's like, for me, there is a little bit of fear of like backlash from the people in my community. Like, what are they going to think if I'm so you know, anti-diet culture, are they going to now be uncomfortable around me if they're on a diet or, you know what I mean? Like, what is that going to look like? And I worried so much about how I would now interact with others. Um, But I've received like such support from my community from, you know, people who do diet, people who don't. I've had great conversations with people about both sides of the argument, my family included. And now after having those conversations, you know, my dad sends me an article to let me know that in Ontario, they're changing um, how doctors are are supposed to approach somebody who's, you know, quote unquote obese or overweight and not recommend weight loss, not recommend diet, but actually try to understand, you know, what's going on. So like psychologically, socioeconomic for that person, what underlying health conditions are going on and not just saying, go lose weight, goodbye. And my dad's like, well, this is what you talk about all the time. And I'm like, what we've come full circle. This is amazing. I know it's like, not only is it in the news, but your dad's talking about it. My dad's talking to me about it. Like, this is so awesome. So, you know, I would say, well, it can be so scary to kind of come out and start talking about something that really matters to you and you can feel really passionate about. And there can be definitely that fear around how is this going to be perceived by, by others. I think you'd be amazingly surprised by the amount of support and honestly, the people who don't support you, you really don't want them in your circle anyways. So yeah, you just don't hear from them that much. They just go away and that's fine. Yeah. yeah. And people support you, even if they don't necessarily understand or even care that much about your subject matter, like fine. They are still just like, but it's so cool that you're just crushing it and I'm inspired and you how you can impact them in a different way maybe not with your subject matter but with the fact that you are an action taker exactly absolutely and that you're you know just you're speaking about something that matters to you that in that inspires others to speak about what matters to them and if we're all inspired to use our voices we're going to make the world a way better place totally 
So I share a little bit pretty frequently about my story where before I took up art, my, my situation was I was like deep in diet culture. I was working out all the time. I like considered myself an athlete, lots of training and it really consumed my life. I probably worked out two to three hours a day. I was hungry as, cause I was always trying to be as lean as possible. I didn't have a period. And like one of my big things is about hypothalamic amenorrhea, the absence of a period due to over exercising and under eating. It's very common. Mm-hmm. And back when I had that, I thought I was doing everything right. I was like working all the time, building this amazing career and directorship in a company. I was working out every single day. I was like watching what I ate. Um, and because of all of that and how tired it made me and how full my schedule was from it, I really felt like artwork and creativity and creation is something I did when I was a kid and is not something that I do now. And I did a lot of stuff online. Like I loved building websites and I knew how to do all of those things at a young age, like way before Wix and Squarespace and stuff ever existed. Um, But I just decided that wasn't me anymore. Like I'm an adult now. And what I found was when I had to stop doing all that for my health, to regain my period, to like stop being so tired, I got my entire life back and I didn't know it was missing. I had energy again. I had time to do creative work. And I just started to realize like, oh my gosh, when you can just eat whatever you want, life is amazing. It is amazing. I don't know why, but and I have this energy to do this podcast. And I do feel like back then I would have been someone in this maybe competitive mindset that felt like there wasn't enough room for me or I just wouldn't have the energy or the confidence to like get on a microphone with people every single week. And I'm just that. So that's how my, my life changed. I just got all this time back, all this creativity. And I'm wondering for you what your experience has been with just like opening up a whole new world. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For me, um, I mean, for sure, I've been a yo-yo dieter my whole life. I always have felt like I needed to lose that 20 pounds. You know, I was always, you know, 20 pounds away from solving all of my problems. If I could just lose 20 pounds, you know, I'd have the friends I wanted. I'd be accepted. I'd have the boyfriend. I'd have the dream career. Like 20 pounds, problem solved. Um, so I did a lot of that yo-yo dieting, intense working out, but it was never sustainable. So inevitably I'd fall off the bandwagon. I'd put whatever weight I'd lost back on and I'd feel like I failed the diet. It was my lack of commitment, my lack of dedication, my inability to stick with it. So I was the failure, right? And so that was kind of this consistent messaging going on and on and on and on over and over and over and over. And when I started using my art in the body positive space and and engaging with these accounts and bringing this messaging and I started to realize, oh, I'm not the failure. This is how diet culture is designed. It's designed to make you fail. Your body is desi- your body is going to fight to get that weight back because that's what's healthy and safe for your body is to have that extra protection. That's what it's relied on. Like that's 
your your metabolism is going to try to adjust. It will slow right down so that you put mm-hmm. that weight back on because you cannot outsmart your body. You just can't do it. Mm-hmm. So once I started to understand all of these things, yeah, this sense of freedom came around food. You know, I, I have been notorious for putting food in the good category or the bad category. And if I ate too much out of the bad category, I was a bad person. And then my, you know, and then I was less worthy, less deserving of things. So there was so much tied to what I was eating. Um, I was, I, you know, I did the whole intermittent fasting. I still have bad habits from that where I, you know, two cups of coffee in the morning and eat lunch, you know, instead of having a healthy breakfast. So I still have things that I absolutely need to work on. And that's what I'm, you know, doing with, with my art, but huge sense of freedom huge. And I will say this, that since January, 2019 is when I like threw out the scale and broke up with all my diets and said, Nope, I'm done. Like I'm, I'm going to eat whatever the hell I want. I'll have ice cream three days a week, seven days a week. I'm not going to feel bad about myself for it. Um, you know, like maybe I'll go for a walk with the dogs and you know, motivate myself with a sweet treat at the end, like mm. whatever's going to make life worth living. Right. So, <laughs> and, and life is worth living. I'm, I, I honestly feel so much happier. And I will also say this, haven't, to my knowledge, haven't gained a pound. So, you know, when you, when you let, let your body just do what it needs to do, it's going to kind of reach its happy space. And if you listen to the cues of your body, weight won't do this. It'll kind of stabilize and, and yeah, life opens up as far as, you know, what you're, what you're able to do and, and what you're, you know, you have time for. Yeah. It, the only word that comes to mind is like that it's magical. I remember when you were a kid and you just could do whatever you wanted and you just had this like this freedom to create and then play. And then if you were hungry, you would go and eat in a sandwich and you would just forget about it. And then like, you actually can have that back. Yes. Yeah. But we're so white knuckling it as hard as we can to fit into this weird mold of adulthood. It's kind of funny that we call this show adulting advice, but I guess it makes sense that we're like <laughs> also, also trying to like fix that for some people. Yes. Change that. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, I don't know if you've read um, Glennon Doyle's Untamed. I'm in yeah. the middle of it. Yeah, me too. I've gone, but oh, maybe cool. of course you are. <laughs> I love it. I'm like trying to like pace it out so that it lasts as long as humanly possible because I don't want to like take it all in and then forget it all. Um, mm. But yeah, no, I love I love her concept of sort of the uncaging, and I feel like that's a bit of the process that I've been going through with breaking up with all of these ideas around food and diet and body and exercise is this, this uncaging, this freedom, right? I, I have a workout class that I do through zoom. That's two days a week. And, you know, old Rachel would feel sick to her stomach with guilt about missing a class. And then am I going to make it up and how am I going to, you know, burn that off instead. And, you know, I would pride myself for being able to go, you know, an hour and a half on the elliptical before, you know, my sister tried to keep up with me once and fainted. Like, and I was like, I'm fit. Like, do you know what I mean? Like all these weird, you know, things. And now if I don't want to go work out, I don't go work out. 
Maybe yeah. I go for a dog walk later. Maybe I do a softer yoga. Maybe I just sit and draw, but I don't beat myself up for it. Yes. Um, like you I were saying with set point, I'm sorry. I was like, like you're saying with set point theory before you also like, if you don't feel like working out that feeling when you've, I mean, for the, the average person, of course, there are, there are people in other, some other situations, but for the average person, for me and you, if you don't feel like working out today, cause you're really tired, chances are in a day or two from now, your motivation to go and do that, your desire to move your body is going to, to come back. It's when you slog yourself through forced movement all of the time that you end up in this like shitty cycle that you described earlier. And yeah, it's like when you just listen to your body and go with the flow and speak the language of your body, you just, all kinds of doors open up for, for your mental health. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as somebody, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm hopefully getting my diagnostic surgery soon, but I've been told by many doctors I have endometriosis, although it's not like confirmed, but I have days where I'm just in pain and I need to listen to my body and not put the pressure on myself to exercise and meet some stupid societal standard when what my body really needs is to just rest. And I'm going to be doing better service to my body and my health by resting than by pushing myself through a workout. So it's also kind of coming to term, making those, those healthy, overall healthy choices, but not healthy, just physical health. You need to force yourself through your workout, but health on a mental health and emotional health and physical health, et cetera, et cetera. Right. 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 (laughs) I love it. I, I just like connect so much with everything that you're saying. I knew that I would, I knew that I, I would. So Same brains. <laughs> I know <laughs> I've met so many women as well. That's the other thing that happens when you like put yourself out there and speak your truth, you attract people that are like you when you were forcing yourself into this weird mold where you're like, when I lose 20 pounds, I'll then I'll have like all of the perfect relationships because then I'll have something in common with all of those like quote unquote perfect girls and stuff that don't exist Turns out you have no relationships. None at all. <laughs> and then all you speak your truth. <laughs> yeah, they're totally. When you start to like, just say, this is something I care about. This is what inspires me. This is what I think about. This is my opinion, blah, 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 blah. Well, turns out people that share those views with you are attracted to you. Your it's all just like so simple. Or whatever the cliche is, right? Like, yeah. And the, yeah. the more authentic you are to yourself and with yourself, then the more, you know, real, true relationships that are meaningful and that you have true connection and true understanding and reciprocal, like reciprocated energy inputs and all of those good things, right? You start finding people that, you know, you can really build valuable relationships with. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, I'm glad that I got to meet you. Um, I hope that we remain friends. I love seeing everything that you have posting out there. What, where can people also come and check out your stuff? 
Oh, yeah, that's great. So I'm Rachel Jean Design, R-A-C-H-E-L-J-E-A-N Design, um, and that's Instagram. I also have a website, which is uh, racheljeandesign.com. Um, a few pieces are up there, or you can always reach out to me if you're interested in, in a print of anything um, or working together on a custom illustration. I love it. I'll link to all of that in the show notes. I always do. And if you follow my stuff, she'll, her stuff will probably be recommended to you. You're probably already following her. It's just like <laughs> the reality of it. <laughs> it's true. We probably have very many mutual, mutual followers. I mean, I'm sure that I found you. It was just like, you might like this person, like recommend. <laughs> yeah. Just recommending. Or somebody else you to I me. follow shared your art. And I was oh, like, yeah. oh, you know, there's, artist? there's someone that, this is so cool. There's someone um, who follows both of us who did get both of our stuff printed in their office and they do hang next to each other in their office. No Isn't that way. cool? That My is gosh. So her cool. name is like, her Instagram name is like Lafemme Strong or something. Oh, yes. Yay. Yeah. 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 She her. has both of our stuff. It's very cool. Oh, that is so cool. I yeah. I love that. So we are hanging side by side on a wall somewhere. Exactly. Full circle. <laughs> so That's good. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Well, I can't thank you enough for coming on, taking some time out of your morning just to chat with me. This was great. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciated it. Awesome. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.